The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We live for thick-wooded stands loaded with grouse. We love covering miles of open fields for pheasants. And nothing gets our hearts pounding harder than when we're hunkered down in our blinds waiting for ducks. So welcome to this week's broadcast of The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, where our primary focus will be wing-shooting madness of ducks, doves, dogs, and more. Now, here's Jim and Trav. It's wing-shooting madness! Who's that? Yeah, you were supposed to say ducks, (laughs) doves, dogs, and more. I I thought you were explaining Uh, things. I thought it was great. All right. I love wing shooting. Put another bird in the cooler, Jimmy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's it. Who doesn't hate 80s music, huh? I have an 80s song for everything. Be careful who you're bashing here. When do I get to do the ducks, doves, dogs, and more? You blew your shot. (laughs) I'm sorry. You didn't cut it. <laughs> I mean, this is it. All right, this let, is it. You're, you're mad at me. Let's now? go again. Wing shooting madness. Take it away. All right. Are you gonna go, baby? <laughs> you gonna, I just said it. <laughs> all right. No, you, two chances. You screwed both of them. All right. So we are talking about all things uh, bird hunting. If it has I, wings, I, I want to do the ducks. Dogs. Say ducks, doves, dogs, and more. Ducks, doves, dogs, and more. <laughs> that was beautiful. Ducks, doves, dogs, and more. Hey, high five. Hey, all boy. right. That took forever to get out. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're going to be, by the way, we are talking about all things bird hunting on today's show. If it's a duck, if it's a dove, if it flies, it dies. We're not going to shoot a dog, though. All right, we're going to shoot the BS today. So we're going to be joined by Matt Olson. He's the product manager for Shotguns there at Remington. Also, Dan Compton with Federal Premium Ammunition. How about a Chad Belding of Benelli's The Foul Life? Got to watch it there on Outdoor Channel Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, Scott Layseth of The Sporting Chef. He cooks everything. He does cook everything. And make sure you watch him Sundays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Once again, that is Sportsman Channel. Versus by- oh, hey, by the way, Frank, do you have that little clip? The last time we talked to Matt Olson, <laughs> uh, do you remember saying this? Shopping for guns is the great American pastime. <laughs> oh, there's nothing better. Seriously. Yeah, oh, it's kind of like you, you go in there and, and you get to fondle him and nobody arrests you. <laughs> How do you what follow is, that? I don't know. <laughs> Holy okay. cow. You, Miss Bunny, you're fondling uh, shotguns at, at Subway. Yeah. Mrs. Bunny, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, I was going to talk about oh, how to examine your bird dog. <laughs> Don't fondle it. Yeah. Well. Right. This non-fondling segment is brought to you by Nissan. <laughs> Mrs. Bunny, she's brought to you by Nissan. She whispers to dogs, and she secretly emails Hillary Clinton wing-shooting advice. Bunny, do your thing. Okay, uh, your bird dog, possibly your biggest asset in the field next to your gun, being Agreed. able to put a bird down. Yeah. Or, so um, your dog being able to retrieve them, but you have to make sure that you're taking care of your dog. So a tailgate exam is kind of like a health insurance policy for your hardworking bird dog. Knowing how to do a tailgate exam on the bed of your truck yeah. is essential right after a day at field with your dog. So follow these steps for a whole body tailgate exam. Um, you start at the head and neck and turn the dog's head from side to side and look for muscle or 
disc problems. Okay. Then oh. go with the back. Check the back for pain by running your hand down along the dog's spine. Uh, they're gener- generally pretty receptive to pain. If you touch a sore oh, spot, yeah. we've had a border collie. You touch a sore spot on their back, they're probably going to... Growl gonna, at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not going to like... I do like the Jimbo, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lift their front legs and check for range of motion in the shoulders, like pull the whole leg up and move it, and then flex the legs back and rotate them out. Look for cuts and bumps and scars all over the body, but particularly the elbows and hocks. Then check their eyes and nose for seeds or grass or other field debris. This you know, one, you, you really don't think about those little seeds, but they do get in their eyes. Oh, it's horrible. It really can cause a nasty infection. Or yeah. their nose. We had another dog who was, he was a puppy at the time. He tripped in the front field as he was running and he got grass lodged in his nose and he couldn't stop sneezing. It was like a six hour sneeze attack. The vet finally came out and they had to flush it and stuff and get it out. But yeah, get the it's, grass it's, out of his you've nose. You've actually heard about kids who stick uh, like corn and stuff up their nose yeah. and whatever. We had a dog that did that, and he actually had corn growing out of his nose. We had a kid that shoved a dog up his nose. <laughs> that too. And fondled it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We thought he was just fondling a booger, but it was a dog. Then uh, lastly, closely examine the feet, look at their paws, look at their pads, their nail beds, the webbing, look for tears, cuts, signs of pain or swelling. If you're um, running them in thick brush and stuff like that, there's a very good possibility that those feet are going to be sore. Uh, note that with dogs with minor injuries really should take about two weeks off for work rest. It's always better to prevent problems associated with over uh, training than to have them treated. So give them a break if they're having a problem. Uh, don't uh, push them too hard. Yeah, right. and give them a pedicure. Yeah. There you All go. right, so wing shooting madness on today's show. Mrs. Bunny just went through a checklist that you should perform on your hunting dog. What it's else called you a tailgate check. Yeah, what else you got, Mrs. Bunny? Uh, real quickly, some uh, states across the United States are using uh, voluntary public access. Walk-in hunting. And Habitat Incentive Program. It was written into the Farm Bill in 2008 to create walk-in hunting areas in their state. Yeah. Uh, take advantage of these states. Some of these are great wing shooting states, um, pheasant shooting states. Minnesota, they just started, they've got 21,000 acres. Oh, really? In, uh, mostly agricultural west and south. Nice. Uh, Wisconsin, 38,000 acres. They also have um, the turkey hunting access program just in the spring where they open it up just for turkey hunting. Um, those are different lands. Uh, Iowa has um, about 8,000 acres, but they also have, um, they've got a program that's uh, not like any others. They uh, uh, focus more on habitat growth and development. And so the, the areas that you do get to hunt are usually better habitat. Uh, Montana has 7.4 million acres Whoa. of private farm and ranch land for public hunting of all kinds from elk to upland birds. Uh, Montana is a big one to hit up. Kansas. Kansas is 97% private land. So in order to take the pressure off of some of those public hunting areas, they started the walk-in hunting access, which we use a lot. And today it has more than a million acres. Yeah. Now, I have to mention that when they first started this, they came to us and asked us if we would help them. They were only at 750000 Really, now they're over like $1.2 million. Yeah. And it, it's from us helping them, talking to the farmers and ranchers through the radio that these guys actually signed up. All right. So real quick, we got to get to break. What's a few other states? South Dakota, $1.25 million acres. South Dakota, big um, pheasant state hunt there. North Dakota, 735,000 acres. And Nebraska has um, 280,000 acres. Um, in not only CRP, but they have something called Open Fields and Waters, where they also have water access as well. So, Yeah, if you put all these things together, you'd have Connecticut. Oh, nice. Yeah. I shot a bird, and you're too late. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Bad 80s music. <laughs> um, all right, so we shoot about this on today's show. Take it away. That's AKA Rum. Ducks, Doves, Doves. Oh, yeah, hey, we're doing Ducks, Doves, and Dogs in more. That was really good. All right, Mrs. Money, thank you so much. You bet. Talking about uh, walking, hunting, different states. Also, a, uh, what'd you say? The, the tailgate checklist? What'd you call that? A tailgate exam for your dog, for your bird dog. And also for Jimmy. Yes. That's yes. what, uh, <laughs> check my tailgate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, coming up after the break, we're actually going to be I joined by, uh, you know, let's talk to Matt Olson. I'd like to. What did you say again? You, you go in there and, and you get to fondle him and nobody arrests you. All right, so uh, Matt fondle Olson. Fondle your shotgun <laughs> whenever you can. Fondle your shotgun. Matt Olson, he is coming up next, and he is the product manager for Shotguns there at Remington. A big shout-out to Outdoor Channel, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Nissan, nissanusa.com, Remington. Remington.com. Uh, High Mount Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. And Cabela's. Cabela's World Foremost Outfitter at Cabela's.com. There you have it. Here is a word from Mark. Don't go anywhere. Mrs. Bunny, you're amazing. See you later, guys. I, are you, you going to come back to the close? Sure. All right. Peace out. We will return with more uh, Wing Shooting Madness with uh, Matt Olson from uh, Remington. Right after this. Patterning makes perfect. Some shooters are alarmed to find their gun is shooting to the left or right. This can be the product of a barrel that needs to be corrected by a gunsmith or an issue with the choke. Speaking of chokes, you should always pattern your gun with a few different chokes. Pheasant hunters with pointers are probably shooting birds at close range. An improved cylinder or modified choke is going to be best suited for them. If most of your flushes come several yards away, perhaps a full choke is right for you. Knowing how your gun and shells perform will help you become a better wing shooter. Jim and Trav. Outsmart, outhunt. Gun Stories takes you on an intriguing journey through firearms history. Join host Joe Montaigne as he explores classics from around the world. From the Gatling gun to the iconic British Bren. Through today's cutting-edge firearms. Gun Stories. History unholstered. All new episodes, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there, the 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. Now back to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Nissan. With more wing shooting madness. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from Miss Bunny. She yep. talked about all kinds of walking hunting all over the all over the country. And actually, I think she surveys all of it. She paces it off herself. Yeah. She gets out there and just walks the field. She was like George Washington. All right, so Wing Shooting Madness on today's show. Ducks, doves, dogs, and more. But somewhere in a basement, 
10 floors down Remington's office. Matt Olson's office. <laughs> he sounds he actually, like he's in a cave. He works out of a broom closet. All right, Matt Olson, <laughs> he's the product manager for Shotguns there at Remington. He invented the Versamax. He also Versamax. the 870. Yeah. <laughs> he made it before he was born. It was uh, immaculate uh, conception, but whatever. All right, so just now being joined by Matt Olson. Now, Matt, tell us exactly performance-wise, what is the Versamax going to do for us, man? Uh, spill the beans. Sure, you bet. Well, the Versamax rolled out about six years ago from Remington. It was uh, the first three-and-a-half-inch semi-automatic uh, shotgun that we had introduced in, in quite some time. Uh, the basis of the gun is the Versaport operating system. It uses shell length uh, to regulate gas pressure and bolt speed, uh, thus reducing recoil and providing an extremely reliable platform for the, for the shotgunner. Two and three quarter, three inch, three and a half inch, any load, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, and uh, shooting at two and three quarter doesn't hurt the inside of the barrel when you're when you when it's actually chambered for three and a half. No, not at all. Actually, huh? no performance difference at all. Uh, the, the the operating system that we use called Versaport it uses ports inside the chamber just ahead of the case mount uh, uh-huh. that are sealed with the different lengths of the uh, shells as the as the uh, shot charge is fired. So a two and three quarter covers up fewer holes and allows more gas pressure to cycle the action and bend it. Oh, heck of a deal. Now, you know, I, I'm kind of a classic kind of guy. I like the Woodstock. Travis likes plastic. Now, now, do you come in the, in uh, both wood and um, uh, whatever that stuff's called? <laughs> Synthetic stock, yeah. Synthetic. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah, Versamax right now only comes in synthetic. We have black synthetic and a variety of camos for the different kinds of hunters that are out there. I uh, haven't done a woodstock yet, but hey, keep your eyes open. Yeah, what? now, actually, I was talking to a buddy. you got to tell me if this is, uh, once again, we're talking with uh, Matt Olson. He's the product manager for Shotguns there at Remington. I was actually talking to a friend of mine, Dave, and Dave has a Versamax, and it has a synthetic stock or yeah. plastic. Um, he I antique mine to make it look like wood grain. He was saying, though, that you guys have done something. I, you, You're going to have to tell me if this is correct or not, that it actually, the recoil is reduced in this to that of somewhat of a, like a 20-gauge. A Significantly reduced other, other, really? other uh, magnum-grade auto loaders out there. Yeah, that, that first support operating system vents a lot of the, uh, the gas out, and it regulates bolt speed. Uh, Versamax is also a, a little heavier gun than, than, than most. Uh, we designed it, uh, you know, to have, uh, both the Versaport operating system to reach recoil, but a little bit more mass as well. Yeah. Now, is it, uh, two in the, uh, uh, magazine and one in the, uh, the chamber makes it a oh, three shot? Four. Oh, four. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, now, real quick, Matt, before we go on with this, buddy, if we want to find out more about you, Matt Olson, also the Versamax, anything that Remington has, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that, buddy? Remington.com. Real easy to find us. Well, that is. Now, the thing is, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of the Versamax synthetic on uh, online ventilated rib. And, of course, uh, that makes me a better shooter. Well, actually, it does. I mean, the vent rib has been, uh, been something that uh, shotguns have had for a number of years. A um, couple things that it does. It, it, it brings the shooter's eye in line with the bead a little bit more naturally. Uh-huh. And number two, it also vents heat off the barrel. So if you're uh, dove hunting and you're firing a lot of rounds on a hot day and that barrel heats up, it dissipates the mirage that evaporates off the top of the uh, the barrel, so you have a, a clearer, sharper view of whatever target it is that you're pointing at. Yeah, but you know, you get out there, and they always get dirty. You know, how easy is it to be able to clean the Versamax? Versamax has got a really simple way to clean it. You just take the mag cap off, take the barrel off, take the uh, forend off of the, uh, the front of the gun, and all the components come out as one unified piece. Very, <laughs> very simple to do. 
Yeah, and of course you got that new uh, Remington uh, shotgun cleaning kit. Yeah, that uh, really makes that job simple. You sure do. As a matter of fact, I I tend to hunt quite a, quite a bit uh, during the waterfowl season myself. And as I get older and have less time, I, I actually clean the guns a little less. Um, I just hit the uh, the inside of the action in the bolt with a little rim oil. Mm-hmm. I bought the outside. Make sure you don't uh, have water sitting on the outside or no obvious uh, signs of debris anywhere. And it'll just keep running. Uh, that that small can of rim oil and the the, uh, the the bore squeegee that we use is super super handy. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Isn't the, the the rim oil? Isn't that like a hundred years yeah, old or something? How long has that been around for? It's been around quite a number of years. I'm not sure exactly how many, but it's been out there a while. We've upgraded it, uh, I think, with the addition of Teflon over the years, though, too. So uh, it, it works very, very well. It doesn't gum up the action at extreme cold. It doesn't gather dirt and, uh, yeah. and, and carbon particles and foul the gun up like a lot of heavier oils do. And it, uh, it's actually quite suitable for uh, for use on uh, synthetics. And, and uh, if you get a little on the woodstock, it doesn't hurt either. Yeah, I'm if just you gonna, get in the frying pan, you can fry eggs. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say it's been around for 400 years. There you I'm go. I'm just cover all the bases, <laughs> Matt. All right, so we're chatting with uh, Matt Olson. Once again, he is the product manager for Shotguns there at Remington. He knows everything. Now, big question. Retail. What What is one of these Versamax going to set us back, man? Well, we have a couple different uh, uh, versions of Versamax this year. Um, last year we released, re, we uh, released the Versamax Sportsman model, which is, uh, the same as a regular old Versamax, uh, comes with, uh, fewer choke tubes. So the guys who only tend to shoot one, which is a modified. Yeah. And it doesn't have the, uh, the, the grip patches and laid over the, uh, the forend and the stock. Mm-hmm. Um, it runs around 895 to 995. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's, that's a lifetime investment, isn't it? Well, it is, but uh, you get a lot of time of use out of it. It's an awesome firearm. Well, that's it. You know, last week we actually did a review on the uh, Remington Model 870, and it sounds like this Versamax is going to uh, head toward the uh, what the, the 870 iconic did. status of the 870. That's it. Well, that's 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 paying it quite a high compliment. But after being out for five or six years now and seeing a lot of use, uh, especially from the uh, the waterfowl and the snow goose hunting crowd that really adopted it. Uh, we think the gun's got a lot of years left. All right. Hey, we've been talking with Matt Olson. Of course, he is the uh, product manager for shotguns at Remington. That's right. He actually invented the Versamax. He owns Remington. He owns us. Yeah. We work for you, Matt. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> he said, does it mean I have to pay you? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fire us. All right. Now, one more time, Mr. Matt, uh, you are the product manager for shotguns there at Remington. Talking about the Versamax. Great shotgun. Uh, got to pick one up. Definitely take it out this fall. Do some hunting with it. Uh, Go to Cabela's and buy one. Buy one at Cabela's. That's right. Uh, one more time, where can we find you online, buddy? Remington.com. All right. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we got Scott Lace out of the Sports yeah, Show. He's going to tell us how to cook one of these things. He's going to tell us a little bit of, excuse me, everything there. Uh, watch the Sporting Chef Sundays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. That is Scott Lace up. Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel. Also, Remington and Nissan. Got to get to break. Here is a word from Mark. Mr. Matt, man, thank you so much for calling in, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Always enjoy the chat with you. It's the motion in the ocean. Before motion decoys, hunters use jerk strings and pump their legs in the water to send ripples through their spread. Another great trick is to mount an electric trolling motor to your blind or on a wood frame painted to blend in. Set it near your spread and let the propeller just run below the surface. The motion will provide silent but continuous motion to your decoys and keep water from freezing too. JimandTrav.com. We know. 
No hunting. Enter a world where fantasy becomes real. Where gun lovers can buy, sell, and play. Where you can blow anything up. Guntucky, the most explosive place in America. Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. When you're hunting dangerous game, trouble can sneak up on you from any angle. Well, in the gun cabinet, rust and corrosion can do the same to your guns, and you won't know it until it's too late. Over time, gun care products break down and lose their ability to prevent rust. To protect your equipment, Remington Gun Care reminds you to inspect and clean your guns twice a year, even in climate-controlled environments. Remington Gun Care. Look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. This week, it's wing shooting madness. Now, let's get back to the boys. There are so many different ways to cook whole roast duck, and I think the main aim is to get that crispy skin. So I'm going to show you how easy it is to render the fat. They put a duck on the barbie! <laughs> the guys, you know, people from Australia, they're so annoying, their, their accents, I don't even listen. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? We're talking. <laughs> We're talking about wing shooting madness, uh, ducks, doves, dogs, and a whole lot more. That's right. Before the break, we're talking with Matt Olson. He's the product manager for Shotguns uh, there at Remington. Talking about the Versamax. Yeah. Great little firearm. Our next guest coming up knows how to take that gun, go out, and actually harvest something and cook dinner. Tasty time with the Scott. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know. Is he from Scotland? We are talking on the break. Uh, you're going to give us two recipes, man. One for duck, now, one who for is pheasant. This? Scott Lace. This is Scott Lace. Oh, by the way, you got to check out uh, The Sporting Chef. I got a little carried away. The Sporting Chef, Sundays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, Sportsman Channel. All right, so Pheasant, what is the first thing we need to do to make this a tasty meal we like to share with our friends, man? What do we have to do? I cook my pheasant in parts. If you've ever cooked a whole pheasant, you know that if the breasts are still nice and juicy and just cooked, you can't eat the legs and thighs. Oh, okay. They need to be cooked slowly. So when you take that whole pheasant or you cut it in half and slap it on the grill, that doesn't work for me. I like to take the legs and thighs. I take them off. I'm going to brown them. I'm going to put them into a roasting pan with some white wine, some celery, carrot, onion. Cover that up with foil. Put it into a 300 to 325-degree oven. And in about three hours it's going to take, you'll be able to pull that meat right off the bone or leave it on the bone Mm. and serve it next to your pan-seared pheasant breast that you've rubbed with some olive oil, salt, and pepper. Throw it in a skillet with some some fresh garlic, fresh rosemary. Cook it until it is still just a tad pink in the center. Whisk in a little bit of fresh butter, maybe some tomatoes, maybe a splash of hot sauce. But don't overpower the flavor of that pheasant because it is so very mild. Anyway, you know you guys have heard people say, 
pheasant is gamey. And oh, that yeah. kills me. Yeah. There, I mean, there's just nothing. There shouldn't be anything gamey about your pheasant unless you've done something wrong. But if you take those braised pheasant legs, you put that on the plate next to the pheasant breast, you slice that pheasant breast across the grain, mound it onto a pile of creamy mashed potatoes, and drizzle a little of that pan sauce over the top. That is a, you can eat the whole thing, and you can make stock out of the bodies, too. We're using the whole bird. Wow. Now, now the thing is, uh, I have heard that people like to hang these things. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that, if you, actually. If you watch the movie Shogun, or the, right. the program, this guy lets these pheasants Til the heads hang fall off. Till the heads fall off. Do you do yeah. that? Uh, you know, I don't. And and it will and it will make it more tender. Yeah. But it will also make it more pronounced in flavor. <laughs> there, um, I like that pronounced. <laughs> That's an interesting way of putting that. <laughs> it, it's not my thing. I prefer, to, if you're going to do something with that, I do the same thing with waterfowl. A very simple water brine, salt water brine, gallon of water, cup of kosher salt, dissolve the kosher salt in some of the water in a skillet and make sure it's nice and cool. You put your pheasant or your pheasant parts in there overnight, and it's going to, the same thing you do with your Thanksgiving turkey. It's going to add flavor, moisture, and it's going to replace the turkey blood or the pheasant blood with this very mildly salty brine that doesn't overpower the flavor. If you hang it in your garage, between 34 and 40 degrees, mm-hmm. um, it will be tender, but, um, you know. <laughs> It'll that's, taste like your garage. I want to use that with at dinner tonight with my wife. How's that taste? It's pronounced. <laughs> it might be a little too pronounced. All right, so you're listening to uh, Mr. Scott Layseth himself right here on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Make sure you watch The Sporting Chef Sundays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. All right, so let's say we got ourselves a couple bucks. What is the first thing we need to do? All right, oh, well. Clean it, pluck it. Um, what are What's some ingredients? What, what is your favorite dish? I don't cook a duck without first brining it, just like that pheasant. I okay. Want the duck, I want duck blood out. I want brine in. It's a simple saltwater brine. Uh-huh. Had it dry. My go-to recipe for duck, the one that I convince people that duck really does taste good, <laughs> is I'll rub it with olive oil, salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic, um, and maybe a splash of balsamic vinegar. Let it sit in the refrigerator for about two hours. Mm-hmm. I, want, I still want it to taste like duck. Skin side down. Um, and then we're just doing the breast because the legs and thighs have to be cooked slowly like the pheasant legs. Mm-hmm. Skin side down into a skillet. I'm going to flip it over once that skin is crispy. I'm going to add a splash of red wine, maybe a little more balsamic vinegar, maybe a little bit of berry preserves. I want it to to be just a little sweet to balance the balsamic vinegar I've got that I'm adding in there. Um, Take the duck out when it's rare to medium rare, when it's 130 degree internal temperature, let it rest for a few minutes, throw a little butter in that, in that pan, finish this, finish the sauce, throw in some fresh berries and then just slice that across the pan. You drizzle the uh, uh, slice it, put it on the plate, drizzle the sauce over. I'm telling you, it's the one where people say, what did you do to this duck? <laughs> what did you marinate it in? What did you do to make it not taste like duck? And what I did was it tastes exactly like duck. And if you take the same duck and you cook it until it's cooked all the way through, as some people would say, um, it's a whole different duck. It's going to be livery and muttony and not nearly as tasty. 
You bet. Where it says duck substitute muskox. That's right. All right, so one more time. The Sporting Chef, Sunday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Big shout-out to Sportsman Channel. Also, Outdoor Channel, Nissan, and Remington. Here is a word from Mark. Oh, how about High Mountain Seasonings and Cabela's as well? And, and Camp Chef. All right. All of the other, and those are my people, too. You'll see them all on the Sporting Chef show. We've well, got, you, you have your people. Eat, uh, we've got people. Our, yeah, and our people, and we'll have lunch. We'll have lunch at your place. <laughs> at your house. Yeah. I'll have your machine call my machine. I got it. All right, so we got to get to break. Here's the word from Mark. Mr. Scott, man, thank you so much for calling in, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Coming up next is Dan Compton. Of course, he's a senior product line specialist for Federal Ammunition. Did I say that No, right? it's the senior ammunition product line specialist. Well, we just flipped it But around. you had Federal right. Yes. He's coming up next. If you've got Federal, you got it right. He's coming up next. He is next. The early bird doesn't get the worm. Evenings are prime time for pheasant hunters because birds will be making their way from feeding areas to cover. That means more birds will be walking along the seams. And even on the toughest days, you'll cross paths with more birds just before dark. JimandTrav.com. It's just better. The sheep, they're here. They're on this little mountain range, exactly like the the legend said they would be. To me, it's really important to tell the rest of the world what hunters are really about. That's a responsibility of a hunter. If you're in an area and the the people need help, you help them. You're not there to kill something, really. You're there to to be part of a hunt, to be part of a pastime that's shared by, you know, a lot of different cultures around the world. Jim Shockey's Uncharted, Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Best place to hunt giant mule deer is Colorado. So plan your dream hunt by purchasing Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls today at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel, the new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington Squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Nissan. It's all about wing shooting madness. Now, here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from old Scott Lasith. And this guy... His official title is He Cooks Stuff. He Cooks Stuff. <laughs> he Cooks It Really Good. Wild Game. Talking about cooking pheasant and duck. Two and great duck, recipes. Two, two really great recipes. And, of course, he's got a whole lot on his website. Yeah, make sure you watch The Sporting Chef. Sundays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman's Channel. Sportsman Channel. Great channel. All right, so just now being joined by Dan Compton. Dog life, baby. He's a dog. Waterfowl and upland. Go hunt. You ought to see this right? guy. <laughs> Me and 50, we're in the club. <laughs> All right, so just now being joined by Dan Compton. He is a straight-up thug. He's gangster, buddy. And he is the senior ammunition product life specialist there for uh, Federal Premium Ammunition. Sells it out of the back of a van. We like to call that sapless, right? <laughs> Everybody knows what that means. All right, you are straight out of Compton, right, Dan? I am. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught the movie about me that came out not too long ago, but it's doing pretty well in the theaters this day. You were the one white guy in the show. I was. <laughs> 
Now, let's talk about ammunition, because that is like truly... That's your connection with whatever you're hunting. Exactly. The only thing that actually connects you with your prey. You know, optics don't do that. The firearm itself doesn't do that. But the object that is propelled out of it does. And that is so vital, man. It does. And it's the one thing that you'll find that people will find that they, they'll, they'll spend an incredible amount of money on a trip, an incredible amount of money on a firearm or a shotgun. Yep. And then when they go hunting, they look for the cheapest box of shells they can find. Exactly. It's, it's when it's the most, almost arguably, like you said, the most important thing that's going to put you in contact with the game animal you're going after. So that's why we have a lot of, you know, good, better, best products, but if you're going on the trip of a lifetime, we, we, we try to offer you the best thing possible to help make that a success. Yeah. Now, now the thing with, with federal, you do have the good, better, best. Uh, but you know, that entry level stuff, that's primarily for, uh, target practicing and so forth. But when you get out there and every shot counts, I mean, you got to go something like a black cloud or prairie storm, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're going for, there's a lot of elements and variables out there when you're hunting. So anytime that you can take the variables and eliminate some of those, that's what we try to build into our products so that when you're shooting, you know, when you shoot, it's going to point at the same time. When the stuff flies through the air, it's going to fly the same way at the same time. When it hits the bird, it's going to do the same thing every time. And Black Cloud has a lot of things built into it that do that. Yeah. Once again, talk with uh, Dan, the man Compton. He is the senior ammunition product line specialist there at a federal premium ammunition. You know, Jimbo and I were talking to, uh, earlier uh, right now, you know, dove season is open. A lot of people are going out, but it's 100 degrees right now where we're at. And then we're going to be going out and hunting in a couple months, and it could be 10 below and snowing, raining. It doesn't matter what kind of adverse conditions you're going to be in, as you were pointing out. You expect that ammunition to perform flawlessly. And every it time. does every single time. And that is so essential uh, for that to happen if you want to be a successful hunter. Yeah, it's actually the basis of how we develop new products. We develop to those extremes. So we, we take, you know, we'll shoot shot shells down to you know, 40 below zero and up to 130 degrees Fahrenheit to make sure that it's going to work for you anywhere in between. So Black Cloud is, it's it's unique in the sense that it has a very unique wad and it has unique shot in it. So uh -huh. all waterfowlers have to use uh, steel projectiles or some sort of non-lead and steel is the default. And so inside that steel has benefits and it has drawbacks. It's not as dense as lead. Uh -huh. so it doesn't carry its energy as it flies through the air as well as lead. So in a nutshell, if the two things are going at the same speed, they're not going to hit the target as hard at the same distance. Mm -hmm. So at 40 yards, lead packs a lot more wallop than steel does. Mm -hmm. So in, in order to kind of make up for that, we came up with what we call flight stopper speedo, which has a ring around the outside. And that ring, when it hits a bird, it tumbles through it. So it's kind of like if you talk about any bullet, when it hits something, we talk about expansion on big game. We want that bullet to expand and create a big wound cavity. Yeah. It's the same concept uh, in the steel product. So it tumbles through, it makes a bigger wound channel, it hits the bird harder. Yeah. And, now, 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 to give somebody a visual, it actually looks like you're shooting a lot of little Saturns out there, doesn't it? Yeah, we call it, its nickname has been Saturn Shot since it's ever come out. Mm. So, and the, the second benefit of the product is is that because it's not round, you get asked the question all the time, well, I've always heard shot has to be round in order to fly straight. Well, that's true. And so if you do add the band to it, it does gravitate towards the outside of the pattern. Now, I don't know about how you guys shoot, but usually I'm tailing way behind. Yeah. And so if that heavier hitting shot is on the outside of the pattern, it's giving you a better shot 
at knocking the bird down if you're on the fringes and you don't have the core right covering up the bird. All right, so we're listening to a Dan Compton. He is the senior ammunition product line specialist there at Federal Premium Ammunition. He, real, he owns Federal. He, he owns everything. He owns Taco <laughs> Bell, too, buddy. Yeah, uh, now, good. to find out more about, before we go on with this, buddy, to find out more about Black Cloud, uh, where do we have to go online to do that? Yeah, everything You can find everything about Black Cloud, all our products at federalpremium.com. And then we're also on Facebook as well. You bet. Now, now let's talk a little bit about Prairie Storm. Now, everybody hears Prairie Storm. They're thinking pheasants and upland game. Primarily designed for that? Yep, very true. So they took the concepts that were developed for Black Cloud with that different size with the, the Saturn shot mm-hmm. and the flight control wad, and we moved that over into um, pheasant hunting. So with Black Cloud, and I, what, I did, what I may have failed to mention earlier, was there's two types of shot. You have the Saturn shot with the ring on it, mm-hmm. and then you have standard shot and there's a 60 40 blend of that 40 percent flight stopper 60 percent regular steel oh really in pheasant loads we found the maximum benefit to be with a 70 30 blend of copper plated lead and then 30 percent nickel plated lead and in a pheasant load it really holds the shot really tight mm. so if you're really looking for long range pheasant action prairie storm is, is the load for you okay one more question before we get out of here how many different uh, gauges of shotgun shells do you make in the uh, Black Cloud and Prairie Storm? In Black Cloud, we have 10-gauge, 12-gauge, and 20-gauge. Uh-huh. And in Prairie Storm, we have 12-gauge and 20-gauge. Oh, sweet. Wow, you got plenty of stuff out there. A lot of versatility there. Yeah. We do, we do. We get asked for sub-gauge quite a bit, but we're not quite there yet. So. Yeah. I actually like to use uh, a 10-gauge with a snipe and uh, timber doodles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. It just Why makes not? a nice pattern. I get the whole woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can never have too much gun when you're going after the snipe. <laughs> Robert Rourke said use enough gun. You know. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, we got to leave it right there. We even talked with Dan Compton. He's the senior ammunition product lion specialist, owns Federal. And, and tells J.J. Reich what to do. He does. All right. Now, big shout-out to Outdoor Channel. Also, Federal, Nissan, and Remington. Got to get to a break. Here is a word from Mark. Mr. Dan, man, you're so cool, buddy. It's great talking to you. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, coming up next, we have got Chad Building, and he has a program called The Fouling Life, right? No, The Foul Life. The Foul Life. You fouling that up. <laughs> All right, so The Foul Life with I Chad Building. Something. Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. He is coming up next as we talk more about Wing Shooting Madness on today's show. That's right. That's right. Here's That's Mark. Right. And Chad Building is next. Oh, man. <laughs> Doves, get close and don't spook them. Those are the best ways to make your shots in the field easier. Scout fields ahead of time to find any terrain features that will funnel birds. Set up within 30 yards if possible and put your stool in the shade of a tree line. Or if you can't set up in the shade, build a blind. Camo face paint and covers can be a big help too. But it's more important to keep your head down and sit still until the doves are in range. JimandTrev.com. They'll talk. You'll listen. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Kanapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Hotel. 
Located in the heart of Maui's premier resorts, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, where we have a wide variety of wing shooting madness this week. So please browse our store. And now let's get back to the boys. Hey, you're back in the air with Jim and Trev. We're talking about wing shooting ducks, doves, and dogs. It's madness. It is. Absolute madness. Just now being joined by Mr. Uh, Chad Belding. The Foul Life with Chad Belding, Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. He has a chicken farm. On Outdoor Channel, yes, he does have a chicken farm. Before the break, we did hear from uh, Dan Compton. He is the Senior Ammunition Product Line Specialist for Federal. There at Federal Premium Ammunition. Mr. Chad, how's it going, buddy? All good here, guys. Appreciate you having me on again. Yeah. How you guys doing? Yeah, Doing good. Yeah, now we're we're getting into that fall hunting time. I imagine your your trigger finger is getting a little itchy, and uh, you're ready to get out there, aren't you? No, you're exactly right. And you know, with the with the population increases of some of the birds, such as um, you know the Canada goose season, they have an early season in North Dakota and South Dakota, as well as some other states for residents and non-residents. And we were in South Dakota two weeks ago, and it was 97 degrees by noon with 100 oh. humidity. And and you're trying to set up a can of goose bread. Then you have the guys down in the south and southeast, you know, in Georgia and Alabama and Arkansas and Louisiana and Mississippi chasing blue wing teal in the September season. And it's 100 degrees with 100% humidity and cotton mouths everywhere. And, <laughs> and then you obviously have Canada kicking off around September 5th. And the temperatures are a little bit lower up there. But a lot of our, uh, you know, American citizens travel across the border and as far as the preparation, you know, you got all those different platforms right there with green wing teal, Canada geese, ducks up in Canada, geese up in Canada, snow geese, speckle belly, Canada geese, whatever it is. And you just have to, you know, kind of, you know, figure out what you're going to chase and apply your different strategies to them and work together as a team. But that's what the off season's for. And most duck and goose hunters will tell you that they spend every day, at least an hour or two a day thinking about you know, their approach and what they're going to do if this happens or what if that happens. And, and that's kind of why waterfowling is so cool. There's so many different pieces of that puzzle, you know, from the gear you use to the dog to, to calling and communicating and scouting and, and being on the X and, and, and being ready for them that, you know, when this time of year comes, man, there's a, there's a big chance that you might fail, you know, working the kinks out, but hopefully everybody's prepared for it. Yeah. Now, the thing is, this time of the year when it, you're we're in the throes of the very beginning of waterfall season. Now, do you put out a smaller spread or do you put out a rather large spread to attract them? Which which works better for you? You'll hear a lot of different theories myself. I kind of go with what I'm scouting. If I was like in North and South Dakota a couple weeks ago, there were some fields that, you know, that had a hundred birds in it. And there were some that had five or 600 birds in it. And I, I've always believed that early season, you don't want to throw your entire set. You always want to keep those tricks up your sleeves for later on. But another theory that I begin to begin to practice is that it's early. It's a lot of the resident birds. Um, there's going to be a lot of migrators coming through that North Dakota, South Dakota area to where you're going to be able to set up, 
you know, different spreads throughout the year, depending on what you're seeing in a cornfield or on a farm pond or on a river or whatever it might be. I think that you just go with what you're seeing. If they're coming into the field in large groups of 15, 20 at a time, there's nothing wrong with using five or six dozens. If it's a lot of pairs or singles or triples, then yeah, a dozen decoys, as long as you can hide. With what we're doing, we have a little bit more of an issue hiding, so prevalently you'll see a lot more decoys in our spread than you probably need if you were just hunting. But with all of our cameras and the different cameramen and videographers, obviously it's different for us. But I would say don't show them all your tricks. Keep some up your sleeve, but just scout hard and kind of trust your instincts on trying to paint a picture the next day of what you saw in that field the day before. Yeah. Now, the thing is, uh, we had John Devney with uh, Delta Waterfall on not too long ago, and he said this is the year for the duck uh, production. The duck production the time. mallards are just out of sight record, as far as numbers go. Record year. I mean, this is the best ever. Yeah. Now, now, uh, is, is that one of your favorite ducks, or do you like to shoot those teal? No, I'm, uh, I'm not trying to say I'm a mallard purist, but I would rather call and hunt <laughs> and trick mallards every day of the week than any other waterfowl species. I love hunting puddle ducks. Um, I don't get into the diver duck hunting much. Early season kill, I don't do much just because of the weather down south, but... If I had my top two, it would be a, a flock of mallards and a flock of Canada geese. All right, so we're uh, talking with uh, Chad Belding, The Foul Life with Chad Belding. Make sure you watch it Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, if you had to pick, Chad, just one place to waterfowl hunt this year, whether it's for sentimental purposes, uh, maybe Eastern seaboard, wherever, extreme action, whatever the reason may be, one place to hunt this fall, where would it be? Well, just like you said, because of sentimental reasons and the things I've learned being in the industry over the last eight or ten years, uh, with the mallard count this year and what the, you know, Dutch Linda and Delta and the feds are saying, I just think that Arkansas is the mecca. I think yeah, that oh, not yeah. only does it house a lot of ducks and give you an opportunity to be successful every day, whether you're in rice or beans or, or uh, flooded timber, which is an unbelievable experience for those who haven't done it, standing under a tree and kicking water. But just the people down there, the food down there, the camaraderie, it's like the neighborhood of duck hunters. When you yeah. get done duck hunting around Stuttgart and you go to a restaurant, you're going to see 30, 40 John boats in that parking lot. And people are going to be in there and they're going to be talking about that morning's hunt or they're going to be at Max Prairie Wings talking about what they did that day and getting gear for the next day. So if I had to pick one right now, I would be in Stuttgart, Arkansas, and flooded timber around, around some of the camps there. And number two would probably be the Snake River in Boise, Idaho, which a lot of people would think you're crazy, but the mallard hunting <laughs> around that area, the Columbia Basin and the Snake River coming out of, uh, around Boise is, is just awesome hunting. So those are probably my top two right now. But if it was Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, I'd be at home watching uh, The Foul Chad Life Belding. with Chad Belding. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be getting outstanding tips like this, right, Chad? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, weekly, we try to do some instruction. We try to give the insight of the American hunter and the, the lifestyle behind it, not just concentrating on the kill, but everything that goes into this awesome lifestyle and, you know, being blessed to be out there and not entitled. So, yeah, it's The Foul Life, and, and uh, we're filming for season eight right now. Like wow. I said, we're in South Dakota, getting ready to head to Canada. we got another big year ahead of us, so... Hopefully, uh, we see you guys out on the road if we're in the Kansas area and we can get together and uh, talk a little more about that. Sounds good. Hey, we've been talking with Chad Building. Of course, he has the follow life there on Outdoor Channel. Saturdays at 6 o'clock. That's right. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, also Nissan and Remington. Got to get to a break. Mr. Chad, thanks for calling in, and you're an exceptional hunter, man. We appreciate you. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you having us on and have a great season.
keep a watchful eye. Most hunters focus their attention at ground level when their dogs get birdie. As a result, by the time they shoulder their gun and pull the trigger, they'll shoot under the bird. Instead, focus just above the dogs. You'll know when a flush occurs, and this puts your eyes ahead of the bird before you even shoulder the gun. JimandTrav.com, the world's online hunting place. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there, the 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. Out here on the edge of serenity, I will push further, building courage, testing my boundaries, empowering change, giving me the wisdom to become limitless. Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. 450 people are tragically killed in the U.S. every single year from falling out of their beds. But according to the International Hunter Education Association, there is less than 100 fatalities derived from hunting accidents annually in the U.S. See, hunting is even safer than sleeping. Remember to check us out at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com and safe and pleasant dreams. We specialize in people that are sick. Would you mind telling me just when you two caballeros contemplate leaving? Thanks for joining us this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Hey, talk about a great show. We talk about ducks, doves, and, get this, dog. And plus, fondling your firearms. I love that. Uh, big shout out to Matt Olson, also Dan Compton. He's from Compton. Uh, Scott Layseth and uh, Chad Belly. Mrs. Bunny, He's thank you so much. He's not from Compton. He's from Federal. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> in the hardened streets. He's the thug life. Mrs. Bunny, thank you. Thank you. See you guys next week. Yeah. Hey, we'd like to thank our 437 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Flunger, producer Mark Canary, and Frank the Sound Guy. But mainly, we like to thank our listeners. Oh, yeah. And also Jesus. That's it. Making it happen. All right. Take some kids outdoors this weekend. Introduce them to upland hunting, maybe a little waterfowl hunting. A little hunting. waterfowl Good. Get out there and uh, just enjoy the uh, great fall. Enjoy weather. the nature. That's right. All right, we will return. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.